two Arizona Cardinals rookies make a projected all-rookie team? What? You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on Easy Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Very interesting podcast today. Uh, the final segment is going to be about Buda Baker. I feel like once a week, it just needs to be reminded, at least on this podcast, that Buda Baker should retire an Arizona Cardinal. Not because he's not going to play football anymore, but because the Cardinals should extend him, even though he's got two years left on his remaining deal. He is the heart and soul of this organization on the field, off the field, and needs to remain an Arizona Cardinal in perpetuity. But first, though, Chad Reuter does his all-rookie team projection ahead of each season, and two Arizona Cardinals rookies found their way to respective lists. This is one of those times where you look at the Cardinals and you say, things are different things are starting to change. And this doesn't mean that one offensive and one defensive rookie, DeMonte Ozzifor drafted, will end up being on the all-rookie team. We'll end up having accolades like that at the end of the 2023 season. We have no idea what the Bermuda Triangle of the 2023 season for the Cardinals will end up like. We have no idea. It's one of the most question-laden, without-answer seasons in a long time for the team. When you don't know when the quarterback's going to play, yeah, that's the first one. And then a lot of the questions are going to be centralized around, will this player get a massive contract extension by the Cardinals? Or will this young player really solidify himself as a star for the future for the team? It's not really anywhere in the middle because they haven't signed many players to those prove-it deals. I mean, Kazir Webb came over on a couple-year deal from, deal from Philly, but, I mean, there hasn't been real impact signings this offseason. So when you look at an esteemed national media member like Chad Reuter having two Arizona Cardinals rookies put on his all-rookie team, obviously, months before the season starts, it's just one of those things during the list season that is going to benefit the Cardinals instead of Instead of the Cardinals being 32nd in power rankings, the Cardinals being 32nd in this, this, and that. This is a fun one. This is a positive one. And not only does this, you know, reflect well on Monty Austin for in his first draft, but it also kind of shows 
like the hard reset that the organization has gone through. Now, this is all conjecture, projection, okay? Pro conjecture, yeah? These, <laughs> these things are all based upon check marks, boxes checked from, you know, college play. Obviously, no rookies have played an NFL game yet. So, but when you see the name of the number six overall pick, and the number 34 or the number 41 overall pick, I think it was when the Cardinals traded back in Paris Johnson Jr. and BJ Ojolari being on the offensive and defensive, all rookie teams respectively, obviously with this projection done by Chad Ruder, it puts a smile on people's faces. Because remember, this season for the Arizona Cardinals will be measured not by win-loss record but by tangible and concrete evidence that this rebuild is moving in the right direction. That's what this season is about. It's storylines. It's players, young ones. We are going to watch the Arizona Cardinals through a different lens this season. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be exciting. And it's going to be terrible at times. But it's all going to be under the guise of this is the beginning of hopefully something great. Rock bottom breeds rebirth. And that's what the 2023 season will hopefully be like for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, and, you know, I've talked a lot about this. The Detroit Lions. Win-loss didn't matter. First 20-plus games of the Dan Campbell experience. Trading for Jared Goff. Drafting young players. Signing Jamal Williams. Things like that. The Detroit Lions last year were maybe the most fun offense to watch, save, you know, I mean, the Bengals at their peak the first half of the season, as always, for Buffalo and Patrick Mahomes. But the Detroit Lions are now a top 10 must watch in football from the doldrums of forever in the motor city. Passionate fan base always been let down. Now they're one of the must see tickets in football, not just because they're flashy, not just because they put up a lot of points, but because the culture is different. The Detroit lions are a team that people root for now outside of their city because it's a story. And because they're being built and coached the right way. And they're trying to shed the decades and decades of dysfunction. So when people say, oh, you know what? You need to mirror your organization around the Chiefs. You need to mirror your organization around the Bengals. You need to mirror your organization around blah, 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 blah. The Cardinals aren't allowed to compare themselves to potentially becoming the Chiefs or the Bengals. Even though the Bengals are closer, Bengals made a Super Bowl, but they've been in that mud and the muck that the Cardinals and the Lions have been as well. But baby steps first. And the Detroit Lions, that's what the Cardinals should be kind of looking at. Like, you know what? It can be done. It can be done. And having two rookies on Chad Reuter's all-rookie team, obviously projection a couple months before the season starts, 
It's a fun little sugar coating, a fun little wrinkle into what's been a weird offseason. What do Paris Johnson and BJ Ojolari need to do in an effort to reach that all-rookie level after their inaugural campaign? In the NFL. I'll hit it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Okay. You make a post. Okay. LinkedIn jobs, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply i don't know (laughs) it's just gonna be a weird year man and being prepared for it and being excited for it, that's going to be exciting. It's excitement of the unknown, not fear of the unknown now. Because there is legitimately nothing to lose. Say they, say the season goes horribly and Kyler Murray plays nine games and they win three games that he starts. Okay, you trade him and you draft somebody else. Like at this point... I've been, for those who have listened to this podcast every day, thank you. I've definitely been on the side of Kyler Murray over Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. I'll take the person who's won in his life and not the two who haven't. And now the band-aid's ripped off, the restrictor plate has been removed, and we're going to find out once and for all. And that is incredibly freeing. Rock bottom breeds rebirth. And when you're looking into the 2023 season, I mentioned in the first segment that it's going to be a lot of storylines surrounding players and player development. B.J. Ojolari, Garrett Williams, Paris Johnson Jr., Clayton Toon for crying out loud. Who knows if he's going to start week one or not. Cottrell Clark, can he play in the slot? Can they, do they find a gem in the sixth round? Michael Wilson, like John Gaines, every single one of their topics in the first four or five rounds can play meaningful snaps and make an impact this year. They will play meaningful snaps because the roster is terrible on the defensive side, which is fine. This is all part of the birth. It's not a knock. This is just a transitionary phase for the team. So when you see Chad Reuter give accolades, obviously way early on, to the first two picks that Monty Osborne made as a GM with Paris Johnson Jr. and B.J. Ojolari, it's amazing. So what does Paris Johnson Jr. need to do to reach that all-rookie level. One, he needs to perform in any position that he plays at. Because depending on what happens with Kelvin Beecham, his injury, things like that, he could be starting week one Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. 
Say Kelvin Beecham comes back, he's healthy, he's ready to go week one. He's probably going to play left guard with Will Hernandez on the other side of the center. Like the beauty of Paris Johnson Jr. And this is something that is very, very simple, yet complex for Arizona Cardinals fans to understand, not because they're dumb, but because it's something that hasn't really happened yet or in the last you know decade. The best part about Paris Johnson Jr. is that he's on the Cardinals. He was drafted by the Cardinals. That's the best thing. Where you play him, that's first world problems, baby. That's champagne problems. The problems that we used to face were, while watching the team were, oh, they should have drafted an offensive lineman. They drafted an inside linebacker. That's a different problem. This is a where you play him problem. That is a good problem to have for the Cardinals. So if he, if DJ Humphreys plays well, and nothing crazy happens before the season starts. I mean, I feel like that they would cut ties with him next offseason. Is get your reps, you play a bunch of different positions as it is, and you can eventually move over to left tackle if need be. What if he becomes an all-world right tackle? Ain't got to move him. Like with Kelvin Beecham, Kelvin Beecham was, and I've talked about this a lot, he was maybe, that's not fair. I'll say probably James Conner, but like maybe the best low impact signing financially by Steve Kime. One year, two mil, two year, four mil. I think back to back contracts. Kevin Beach has been great by all accounts. Is he the best? No. Is he the worst? No. Is he right in the middle? Yeah. Is that good enough? Yeah. It's the interior of the offensive line that's been the problem. And namely the center when Rodney Hudson doesn't play. Justin Pugh gets a bad rap. He shouldn't. When he's healthy, when he was healthy, he wasn't playing next to Sean Harlow. Or Max Garcia, he was a good left guard. It's been the interior of the offensive line. Maybe that's made the tackles look better because you're comparing them to three guys inside that that aren't producing as well and not, you know, giving Kyler Murray the necessary, not giving the depth of pocket for Kyler Murray to be able to stand in there a little bit longer. I, I, I don't know. I do know that Kelvin Beecham doesn't get the credit he deserves. I know that Steve Kime doesn't get didn't get the credit he deserved for signing Kelvin Beecham, especially after the Andre Smith experiment. So what does Paris Johnson Jr. need to do? Okay, so there are two ways to say this. One, don't be a liability. And that's not necessarily fair for a rookie, but what we've seen with young offensive linemen coming in, it's different now. It's just different. They're more ready to play. And like you're going to find out pretty quickly, it's like this isn't like a – beginner's luck thing especially in the offensive line like young wide receivers could have a couple good games defensive coordinators and cb coaches don't have a lot of tape on them like you know running backs could have you know two 85 yard you know one cut to the house runs like oh who is this pick them up in fantasy offensive linemen you know if they're going to be great right away that's not to say that if they're not great right away that they won't be but you you can see special. Like Tristan Wirtz, you saw special. Tom Brady, sure, has the quickest release in the history of the game. Doesn't matter. You could see special with Tristan Wirtz. So what Paris Johnson Jr. needs to do to attain all rookie status at the end of the season, that entity, is be good at any position he plays in. And the actual measurables are sacks given. I mean, kind of like... Even though it's such a sack totals are su- it's such a loaded setup for both sides, but 
don't be a liability, I think, is a good floor. Like, perform like you belong there. And that's not, again, not saying he won't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's that's a thing where offensive linemen especially, to reach that all-rookie level, just step in like you've played in the NFL for a couple of years. Play like that. That's the best way to say it. Play like you've been in the NFL. Play like this is your second year. And if you can and you can produce and you don't get benched due to performance, I mean, the Cardinals are going to be a dumpster fire this year, potentially offensively, with depending on you know who the quarterback is, even though they've got the skill position players. But if the offensive line is good, that's like building a strong foundation with a house that still just has the studs. Because you know, at some point, a strong house will be built upon that foundation. And that's one thing that you can gauge Paris Johnson Jr. by. Performance like he's been there before. And I think that'll be like, and if he plays excellent in a couple of different positions, he'll be a shoo-in for all-rookie. Um, now, B.J. Ojolari is a little bit different. B.J. Ojolari is a little bit more measurable. Uh, again, if you don't know what the number 18 means in LSU football, look it up. It's the everything guy. On the field, off the field, leader. Again, I had Caroline Fenton from Lockdown LSU on. She talked, I mean, I, I joked at the end of the show. I'm like, we could have done an hour just on BJ. She's like, yeah, and that wouldn't have been enough. Like, she gushed about this young man. And what BJ Ojolari needs to do is really revamp not only the pass rush, but also what it's like to be a linebacker on the Arizona Cardinals. Like, it's going to be difficult for him. It's going to be a taller task. And it depends on where they put Zayvon Collins, if they move him outside, if they put him, like, the 3-4 is going to be completely different. So we're going to find out what this team is made of. And uh, sorry, 4-3. Uh, what this team is made of. And BJ Ojolari is going to be one of the main catalysts for that pretty much day one. Sure, you've got guys like Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders who have a different skill set. Zayvon Collins, obviously, he's expanding his skill set and they seem to be potentially moving him outside. But BJ Ojolari has that, like, it's a blessing and a curse. It was the same with Isaiah Simmons, even though Isaiah Simmons played a lot more safety at Clemson. The problem with Isaiah Simmons coming in was he played in a cupcake division. Cupcake Conference in the ACC. They were beating teams 75-0. So anybody could look like a world beater on the defensive side of the ball, even though they had a great defense. But when you're playing, you know, Vanderbilt and Pittsburgh, it's a little bit easier. I think Vanderbilt's in the SEC. But BJ Ojolari, when I say about Paris Johnson Jr., like, you're going to see it. You can see star right away. We didn't see star right away with Isaiah Simmons. We didn't see star right away with Zayvon Collins. And that doesn't mean that they won't be stars, whether here or otherwise. But BJ Ojolari, I think we're going to find out if he's a star. Just like his brother coming in. He made an impact right away. And I think for BJ, like the, the measurables need to be more. Pressures, sacks, things like that. You know, turnovers fumble recoveries because he is a jack of all trades. He did play in the sec. So you hope that his rookie year will be a jack of all trades, master of some and exemplary at others. 
Because if he's going to be great, this defense will be great eventually. And that is so incredibly exciting to project. Like, a good defense, it's just, mm, it's the best. Because even if the offense has a couple of, oh, well, here comes the anchor. Could be getting six from the defense here. Cardinals haven't had that in a long time. And B.J. Ojolari could be one of the first pieces to that puzzle in an effort to elevate this team altogether. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. You know what will elevate the team altogether? Keeping Buda Baker, damn it. Your weekly or bi-weekly reminder that the Arizona Cardinals need to bring back Buda Baker, that's next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. We got to get to 3K, man. Help me get there. Hit subscribe. I know you're watching anyways. Leave a like. Slow this baby up. Buda Baker needs to remain an Arizona Cardinal. They need to give him... A restricted blank check, like a like a restricted free agent in NBA, they need to give him like, okay, what are we looking at here? The negotiations need to continue. This is something that needs to get shorn up before the season starts, so it is a non-issue. Because the last thing that the Arizona Cardinals need right now is contract issues. I don't think Buda Baker should play another down until he gets a contract extension. If I were him, I have all the leverage. Don't look at the defense that's been put out the last couple of years. Okay. Buda Baker has had to cover for a lot of shortcomings, namely in the cornerback room. Pass rush was non-existent last year. Like Buda Baker's had to do so much more than what his position entails that it makes it look like he isn't playing as well as he would if he just had one position to play. Now I know he does a bunch of different things on the field. But being forced to do a bunch of different things on the field and being able to do a bunch of different things on the field are different. Out of necessity and out of luxury are different things. Buda Baker is not younger today than he was yesterday, okay? So just like all of us, he's getting older. That doesn't mean that Buda Baker doesn't deserve a contract extension. There are plenty of examples of 30-plus-year-old safeties playing at a high level. And let me tell you this. The Cardinals need Buda Baker much more than vice versa. If, if Buda Baker said, no, I'm out, I'm out, 15 teams would line up. So what Monty Osfort needs to do is fulfill on his first word, saying every Arizona Cardinal should be like Buda Baker and extend them two years. Give him a two-year extension. Give him a little bit more money up front. This isn't like you're paying another quarterback. This isn't like DeAndre Hopkins wants $100 million guaranteed. It's Buda Baker. The Arizona Cardinals have very few Arizona Cardinals on the roster. They are a transplant team. If you want to change history, take care of your players the right way. And not just give him too much money and then ask for it back to Steve Kimes special with Teron Matthews specifically. There's no reason why Teron Matthews shouldn't be an Arizona Cardinal still. Steve Kimes screwed that up. Don't repeat history. Would it be a little luxury and a not premium position? Sure. 
Is there going to be a bunch of money spent on premium positions that probably won't work out? That's the nature of the NFL. So allocate funds to a player who has been the lifeblood of this organization on and off the field for the last five years. Make him whole and move the bleep on. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you on.